Good morning and welcome to the Sunday edition of Housing Information You Can Trust right here on WJR with the Inside Outside guys. How you doing, partner? I'm doing well. You know, people listening to you wouldn't even know that you're almost on your deathbed. I hey. I want everybody to know that uh, we got to pay homage to our my partner here because he, he got out of a sick bed to struggle to the, the studio and the microphones and uh, and act like he's happy. And they wouldn't have known if you wouldn't have said anything, you big jerk. They might have. <laughs> yeah, you're might right. Have been going, Ken doesn't sound right. I wonder if something's oh. wrong. Oh, so yes. Thought, yes. I think I'm I think I'm dying. Nip that bird in his you know, <laughs> Hey, we got a bunch of stuff going on today. Yes, we do. And like you just said, I know you're used to this, but you're carrying me today, so go. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a lot of fun from twelve to one. <laughs> we finally got Mark Mercier from uh, Rhino Shield. Uh he is a tough man to catch. Uh, he's been a, you know, a good friend and a sponsor for years now, and we've been trying to get him to do an extra segment with us. So from 12 to 1, we're going to be talking to him, and yep. I guarantee you that will be informative. The bad news is all of our listeners are used to hearing Cheryl's voice. Come on, this is Mark and Cheryl. And Cheryl, she knew you were going to be there, and she didn't show up. She found out I was going to be there, and she left. I know. She, she, she had such a f- great family. She was with her uh, her son in the north, uh, the north office, eh? Th- and that's uh, right. Taking care of the uh, Rhino Shield and two Trek products up in the where you, you were. Know what? I should have stopped to see him this you week. I was, up, you yeah, I was, I was up in TC. 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 <laughs> Traverse <laughs> City. Traverse City. Yeah. yeah. Got a lot of good friends up there. Uh, last time you and I were there together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had a good time. We did. And we also, uh, I think around 10 30. Um, are going to be talking to Michael Hull, who's the CEO of Make-A-Wish Michigan. Um, that is a charity that is near and dear to Pro Home Improvement, Tim Porcasi, uh, and the folks over there. And just kind of want an update. Um, uh, this is their kind of time of year when, when they dedicate you know funds to projects and, and taking care of kids' special wishes. And, of course, they're special kids. So we're looking forward to talking to Michael. You know, when you and I started this show... 14, 15 years ago, that was nothing that we ever knew that we'd be a part of. And we have been able to be a part of so many cool giveaways and just being great human beings, you know? I mean, Atlas Home Improvement, Kearns Brothers. I mean, I, I the list could go on and on. I was going to say, where do you stop, Victor's? Yeah, I mean, it, Victor's, it just, yeah. Yeah, it goes on Window World. It just, uh, literally, we could probably name every one of our sponsors now yeah, that I'm looking at the list. Yeah. Go back to that Bible verse I love so much. To whom much is given, much is expected. And these guys take that to heart. And, and they they give back. I mean, they really give back. And, and Chuck, that's such a good feeling for me. I know I don't do the giving. Oh. But, but for you and I to be able to refer people like that and be able to be a part of people like that, that's just such a good feeling. It is. Just to touch the fringes of you know that whole experience with these people is a blessing in disguise. Hey, want to remind everybody, we're still we're getting those rains. We're getting the spring rains. The ground is thawed. Uh, people are starting to get water in their basement. I want to remind you, we have had a sponsor with us for years, Foundation Systems of Michigan, that is absolute expert at making those old foundations as good as new again and making them dry. So keep that in mind. They're on our list at InsideOutsideGuys.com. And you bum, you could have stopped by and checked them out while you're up there too at TC. I keep forgetting all these companies are up in TC. 
Yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> we gotta, we went into the city for uh, about four hours, and then drove out of the city to a little lake called Duck Lake, where a guy had a nicer house than I've ever been allowed in. So that's kind of where Did we you stayed. Go to one of the wineries? No. Did you go to no. one of the wineries up there? Didn't go fishing? anywhere. Did fish? Did you fish? Yeah. You caught what? I got a uh, three-pound smallmouth. And, and a cold. <laughs> yeah, that came through the years last yesterday. But this time of year, those smallmouths are, I believe they're spawning this time of year. Yeah, we, boy, had to put him, we had to put him right back. But I got to tell you, that thing fought. We I thought we say. had a laker. Um, it served, it broke water. It was it was like, geez, you know, if we were on a different body of water, I'd think this was, but it was just amazing. And put him back and he swam away. But that, I just love the feel. Yeah. of a fighting fish on the end of the line and nothing better than this my, my bride years ago up at the up the lake she had caught three smallmouth this time of year all wow smaller bigger and biggest and the biggest one was unbelievably huge however it was full of eggs so we let them uh, all go yeah. and that's what, that's what you need to do if you want to keep catching those kind of fish absolutely yeah actually i just got a text before the show my little brother down in florida they're heading 20 miles out into uh, uh the gulf to that's an artificial right. reef yeah, what's that? That's not right. You know how many times I tried to do that a month ago when I was down there and we couldn't get out? I've I've tried. One time we were out of Gulf Shores, Alabama, on the boat heading out into the uh, out into the ocean when the engine the, the first, one of the engines quit, so we had to turn around. They had an extra one. And then every time <laughs> I've tried scary. to get out there deep sea fishing, something's gone wrong. Yeah. That is scary. You know what's funny? My buddy's got a, a real nice boat on West Bay that he fishes, a uh, center console. And my brother's buddy down in Florida has got virtually the same boat. And they have these uh, mini talk, mini Taka uh, motors that are tied to the GPS Is and the Indian motor and the plating system. So they'll keep you in one spot. You literally shut the motor off on the boat, the main motor, turn this thing on and it'll keep you within six feet of one spot That's on a body of water. And it'll map the ocean for you. And, they have touch screens, so you push a spot, and, and it'll move over to that spot and stop. I mean, it's just amazing stuff. Hey, uh, we're not when we get back, we're not going to talk any more fishing. We're going to talk housing information. <laughs> oh, that's right. Trust. Oh, that's right. right. <laughs> and we'd really like to take some of your phone calls on any and all of your housing issues. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. I mean, you're like sitting with an old friend and just talking, just like our listeners are as well. Hey, we want to remind you, if you've got a roof that just needs repairs or you got a house that needs a brand new roofing system or you've got a business that needs a commercial roof, one call will get you all of those. And, of course, that call is to Kanga Roofing. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us on this Sunday morning edition of Housing Lifestyle Information You Can Trust. want to remind you during the week, the InsideOutsideGuys.com are here for you with personal advice for a specific question you may have that you don't want to talk about on the radio. I mean, if it's housing. If it's housing. If you want, if if you want to talk housing, you have any questions or any problems with your house, 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. And in case anybody is going to yell at us for using our, our vanity number, you can call the regular WJR number at 800-859-0957. Who would yell at us for that? Somebody calls us a couple of weeks ago and says, why don't you guys let us use that number? It's like they you, called us? Don't you remember that? No, 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 I don't. But 
I mean, what's easier than eight 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 six five four guys? I mean, you know how much you know how much you know how much time and effort it took me to find that number. <laughs> you know what's funny? I hear I hear anybody say that. Uh, my kids historically, Dad, it's so easy. I go, you know what? Stuff is easy once you know it. Yeah, if you don't know it. It usually right. has to do with technology for me, right? You're you're absolutely right. Hey, bud, how is your how have you liked your um your energy bills lately? You know, <laughs> that size said it all. <laughs> it's like you and I talk about IRAs, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> there are times when you know what the economy's doing, when you just don't look, you write the check or, you know, you don't open the envelope or whatever and wade through it. It's like, I guess it's like walking through the woods, hitting an area of swamp. You just wade through it, put your head down, keep going. <laughs> and hope you don't stop at anything that's going to hurt you, right? Oh my goodness. I know you see these, um, one thing I like that we're getting from the utilities are the insurance plans for appliances. I still think those are a good deal. I, I look at those every time we get them and I go, you know, I should enroll in those. Why not? Right. Why, why wouldn't you? Right. Right. Um, but the, how about the dichotomy? I'm driving back last night, right? Late last night. And I see all these turbines the red lights from these turbines that have littered our landscape and just made it look so terrible oh the wind turbines yeah yeah and i'm going now wait a minute this is renewable energy we're not bringing train cars of coal into, into the state anymore why is our energy so much more expensive gee that doesn't seem quite right you know let's just say you and i have never never been under wind wind turbine bandwagon Still we, thought, not. We, we thought they're uh, still not we thought they're ugly we think they're going to what's going to happen eventually is you're going to see a, a bunch of rusted out wind turbines sitting in the middle of fields just like you, you do those old horse head pumps when you go up north or down south yeah and that's what you're going to see here now there's the two main oh new technology energies are solar and wind and and we're let's just say this right now we're behind solar uh the technology in solar has come so far now with the battery stores they have chuck and you and i've also said it's a matter of time before everybody in this country has their own energy source at their own house i love solar i yeah. truly do me too i hate, I hate the idea me. of battery storage i they're just we have not learned how to make batteries in a good way much less recycle them and use them but i love solar i absolutely love solar so you're not sold on the battery storage yet have you have you have you researched some of the new battery storage stuff when it comes to solar oh gosh yes i mean okay. if you read about what it takes to make a battery to come up with the raw materials just to come up with the raw materials to make a battery much Chuck, less I'm, you know I, i'm with you there i mean if you look at some of those lithium mines and and, and i mean yeah, we're not. What we're not doing is, you know, taking coal out of our country. But we are. Some of those mines are unbelievable. Oh, they, a tiny what it takes. Double A battery is full of heavy metals. Right. You right. eat that thing, it'll kill you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's clean energy. No, right. that's really not. But no, it's not. The solar has come so far since you and I started to talk about it. Uh, gosh, a decade and a half ago. It has. Um, and we love it. Uh, the panels are awesome. You know, a smaller panel produces a lot more electricity. 
there's just a lot of benefit to solar. We're going to be talking, we'll have to talk more about that as we move forward. Yeah, we will. And it's, it's really become affordable. They have really made it affordable yeah. for people. And the jurisdictions are really starting to get used to these. Because Chuck, I've, I drive around a lot, you know, that, and I'll see a solar on a house. or There's one in Plymouth, right on a corner. I can't think of, a, I think it's Beck Road, maybe Sheldon. And it has a couple of solar panels on the very top of the house. And then there's a pine tree right in front of it. And, you know, my thought was, why, why is it there? Why did they put it there? Did the city make them put it there? Um, the jurisdictions, now, we, we talked about Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor said, look, you can't have any more what's called ground mounts in the front of your property. And you could have 30 acres where your house sits back, you know, 10 acres, and they still won't let you put one on the, in the front of your property. Yeah, Ann Arbor's kind of a country unto itself within Michigan, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> it is. It, it absolutely is. But the pole mounts, and that's why I'm saying it, the pole mounts, I, I just love the idea of the pole mounts. You talk to a lot of roofers, they do not like the idea of putting those on top of roofs. But uh, those pole mount solar arrays, I'm sold on. I don't know if I told you, uh, years ago, I used to go out to Utah a couple times a year to uh, train building inspectors and builders out there. And I got a chance to go out to a house in the middle of what had been a potato field. And the guy, I, I could talk for the next several hours about everything he had done to make it energy efficient. But one of the things he had devised was a pole with a solar device on top of it. And the whole thing pivoted up and down. And then he had this horizontal canister full of fluid that as it heated up, it would expand and move. So literally what would happen is that that solar panel would be facing the east when the sun came up. And as the fluid in the horizontal cylinder warmed up, the panel would track the sun across the sky such yeah. that by sunset, it was oriented to picking up the sun's rays from the west. It was the coolest little device I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, Dave Rigger asked a question with the last... It, it, with the lack of sun in Michigan, is Michigan a good a good candidate? And if you look at the statistics, I believe Michigan averages somewhere around seventy three to seventy five sunny days a year. That's the average. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of partly sunny days and everything else in there. But my answer to that is, there is solar all over Alaska, all over Alaska. You go up there, you're going to see a ton of solar. So yeah, I, I think solar works very well in our yeah uh, in our climate because the misnomer is that if you don't see the sun, you're not gaining any heat from right. It. Right. And and that's not true. Um, probably most of us in Michigan have been on a beach on a cloudy day and still got a sunburn. It's like, how'd that happen? Because, excuse me, those UV rays and others like them that are invisible are coming right through the clouds and still striking your body. Or if it was solar, be hitting solar and stimulating the electrical current. Hmm. And then if, if the, uh, if the, Greenhouse gases keep taking more of that away, you know, more of that uh, layer away up there. We'll get more more uh, power, right? <laughs> hey, you got to find the positive, right? I like the way you think. <laughs> eight, like eight, eight, six, five, four, guys. Eight, 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 six, five, four, four, eight, nine, seven. Phone lines are open. Give us a call. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, Dave, um, you, you can get you can get power from your solar array on a cloudy day. Yeah, absolutely. And in the wintertime, if it's properly oriented, you know, we yeah. get we get southern sun. And when the sun's at the low arc of the sky, um, it's amazing. Uh, but you have to have the, it, it properly oriented such that it can take advantage of that. Right. It's, right. it's cool. And they are so efficient today. Yep. Chuck, we got an email from a, a, a lady that her and her husband have seen some mildew 
around their windows. And that, that to me set off a, a bing real quick because everyone should be checking those areas for mildew. We'll talk about that. We get back to break or mildew mold, you name it. Those are the kind of areas people should be taking a look at, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we also had an email from someone looking for a safe, comfortable, effective walk-in tub. And you and I instantly went to, boy, if you, you know, if you go out to the showroom at Atlas Home Improvement, I think they have five different models sitting there, some which can accommodate a man your size or even someone smaller like me. And the big knock on those for years would you'd have to sit in there why it drained before you get out. And that's not the issues anymore. It drains so fast you don't get a chance to get cold. Who are we yeah. talking about, Chuck? Atlas Home Improvement. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Hey, we're going to digress for just a minute. We we were talking earlier about how wonderful it seems like every one of our team partners is with regard to picking a charity and then actually taking active steps to do something with it. And Ken, when did you and I sit with Tim from Pro Home Improvement? Was that, gosh, eight weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, I'd say February. Yeah. yeah. And and Tim's big thing is is Michigan Make-A-Wish um, for kids that uh, you know are suffering from bad diseases that just have that one little thing they want done. And, and Pro Home Improvement has really done some cool projects for them throughout the years. So we thought we'd talk to CEO of Make-A-Wish Michigan, Michael Hull, for a few minutes just to kind of remind you, the listener, of maybe how you can get involved as well. Michael, are you with us? I sure am. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate you being here. You want to share with our audience a little bit about Make-A-Wish Michigan? Absolutely. So our whole purpose at Make-A-Wish Michigan is to help children with critical illnesses. And we know in Michigan alone, 800 kids are diagnosed with a critical illness each year. And so our goal is to help uh, eligible children um, receive a wish. And for some kids, it's Disney World. Some kids, it's to be a superhero. Some... It is to have a backyard playhouse. Really, it's the child's wish we grant uh, for all eligible children in the state of Michigan. Michael, did I hear you right? 800 kids just in Michigan alone? Every year, yeah. Yeah, that absolutely. Every so single sad. year. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is. And the amazing thing about what we do is we are able to help a family restore hope. And they are going through some of the hardest times of their lives. And so the wish process really is designed to give them an outlet to let the children imagine and dream for, you know, the thing they want most in the world. And we help make that happen. That is awesome. That it is, is no yeah. child, much less the parents of those children, should have to deal with that kind of stress. It's it's just sad. So what kind of things, pro-home improvement, for instance, what kind of things does a partnership with a company like Pro do for Make-A-Wish Michigan? Oh, so many things. Uh, you know, it, everything from helping us raise funds to awareness to they actually physically have helped us uh, grant wishes before um, by helping uh, build uh, some of the items we need for some of our, our wishes. And so our organization truly is that community organization where it takes everyone to come together to do their part to ensure that we can make these wishes happen. Now, we're talking about pro-home improvement, and we're also talking to a lot of individuals out there that you could use their support as well. But what you just said when everyone comes together, that kind of reminds me of a team-building opportunity for, for, for people out there. If you have a company 
and, and you want to get involved. You know, Chuck, you and I said that when we started this. We want to get involved. We, we, we're, we, we are blessed with who we are, and we want to help people. And if you're one of those companies out there, what a great opportunity to get involved, do some team building. I mean, when, when Pro Home Improvement did it, they built some some uh, some tree forts, I believe, for some sick children. Yep. And uh, they they had just a great experience just building the tree fort. They enjoyed it so much. So are you looking for more, for lack of a better word, corporate sponsors to help out? Yeah, everyone um, can, can do something. And I always tell people, call us. Um, you know, reach out that way we can, um, you know, figure out what makes the most sense for you. Corporate sponsors, as you said, community team building activities. Uh, we have our walk for wish event, uh, at the Detroit zoo, uh, next Saturday, May 7th, where you can come together as a family or a team. Uh, you can volunteer to be one of the people that actually goes out and meets with these children to help them determine what their wish is. There's truly a spot in our organization for everyone. So how would somebody contact you if they wanted to get involved at some level? Yeah, they can go uh, to our website, uh, michigan.wish.org is the easiest way. You can find out all the information about how to reach out to us, about upcoming events, and reach out. And we would plug you in in whatever way makes the most sense for the individual. I'm looking at a couple of examples you have. Nine-year-old Kelsey wished for a hot tub in her backyard. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Kelsey it was uh, nonverbal. She couldn't communicate, but the excitement she had when it was delivered in her backyard, and also I'm sure this was something for her therapy as well. And then you had Keegan who wished for an ice rink in his backyard, and it allowed him to, to get it off his mind. When he was out there skating in his rink, he didn't have to think about his treatments. And uh, those kind of things to put those – Chuck, you and I – there's nothing better than seeing our children smile. Oh, and to make other sick children smile is just a blessing. But let's talk about this uh, walk you have next week at the Detroit Zoo, sir, please. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be an experience for everyone. Uh, registration is open. It does close uh, on May 4th. So if someone is interested in walking, they definitely want to sign up now. And they can go to walkforwishesmi.org and, uh, or just Google uh, make a wish Michigan walk for wishes. And it's a great opportunity to come out as a family, as a company with just a friend and support our kids. Uh, it's at the zoo. Um, and we're going to have, you know, fun activities and what a better place, uh, to start to embrace, uh, summer coming up than getting out there uh, to support the kids at the zoo. What time of day do you do that? Yeah. So, uh, the event, Registration is between 7.15 and 8.45 a.m., uh, anytime in that window. And so you do need to pre-register. park on the zoo property there in the, in the parking lots? Yep. It is a completely free event. There's no registration fee. But obviously, we hope uh, the people come out and join us. We'll either sign up to fundraise uh, to help support wishes or make a self-donation. Yeah, one of the biggest issues when fundraising is just make people aware, uh, aware of Make-A-Wish. And, and Michael, you, this has to be a passion for you. What got you into the Make-A-Wish organization? Yeah, absolutely. It is a big passion of mine. Um, a long time ago, 25 years ago, I first was exposed to Make-A-Wish when uh, I lost my grandmother to cancer. And I didn't know what to do. And started thinking and, you know, I was amazed that kids have cancer, too. It was that aha moment in life where I thought, wow, I need to do something to help and ended up reaching out to Make-A-Wish uh, via phone. And they said, hey, you can get involved and you can fundraise and you can actually help fund a wish. And so since then, my goal has been able or has been to, you know, try to fund as many wishes as I possibly can. 
What type of um, cost do you have? What kind of monies do you need to, you know, take care of these uh, wishes every year? Yeah. So the average wish um, used to cost around $6,000. But nowadays with inflation and everything going on in the world, it's upwards of $10,000 per wish. And so it is pretty expensive to grant these wishes. But again, we are so focused on making sure we help the child pick their true wish and make that happen, um, no matter what the wish is. Wow. I mean, Ken and I, I'm a huge believer. Injured veterans and children. Boy, we can't do enough to take care of them. Is that you with me, partner, on that? I am I am with you. The website, walkforwishesmi.org, is that how people can support you? Yep. Just go right there and sign up. Okay. Well, hopefully so, we'll have some great weather next weekend, and we can get a bunch of people out to the Detroit Zoo, which is a neat venue anyway, for a great cause with Make-A-Wish Michigan. And, Michael, are they going to be able to meet you out there as well? Yeah, they sure will. I will be right at registration welcoming all of our, our friends and supporters. Cool. Well, we hope everyone shows up at the uh, the event next week, next Saturday. Right now, the long-term outlet is supposed to be nice weather, so hopefully that stays the way it is. Cool. And uh, check it out. The, the event is also sponsored by uh, Planet Fitness and uh, Channel 7, I believe, right? Alicia, Alicia Smith will be with you as well. Yeah, she sure will. She is such a great ambassador of ours. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, sir, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We greatly appreciate it. Please, when, after the event next week, or if, if, you, if you think about it while you're there, give us a ring. Let us know how it's going. We'd love to hear about it. Thank you. Michael Thanks, Michael. Hall God bless. Me. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was Bye. Michael Hall from the Make-A-Wish Foundation talking about this big walk coming up next week at the Detroit Zoo. And I think they're about $100,000 away from their goal that they want to reach, Chuck, which was $360,000. Okay. And everyone knows this is one of those those charities that when you donate the money, you know it's going to kids. It's going to you. make you know, it's kids smile. Well, I don't know if it was, I don't know, four or five years ago when we were talking to Tim from Pro Home Improvement and – what he w- chose to do, I think it was every job they sold in April, was it? Yeah. Yep, yep. They would literally take money out of that pot. They didn't charge homeowners for this. They would take money out of each contract and set it aside and then give it to Make-A-Wish Michigan at the end of the month, which I just think is cool. We're just throwing out ideas that hopefully people uh, yeah. grab and then gravitate to helping out this absolutely wonderful charity. And, and we want to thank Pro home improvement for uh, getting us involved and just making us a little bitty, little bitty part of it. Yeah. Before we went to break, you you had brought up one of the emails we got about a uh, listener that had in one corner of their basement near a window a strong mildew smell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, bottom line, you know, anytime you got mold or mildew smell, you got moisture. So the the trick is always to find out where is that moisture coming from, where is it trapped. Because without that, the molds and mildews will not grow. So our advice to them, because uh, we didn't know if they had a finished basement. We didn't know if there was a window well immediately out there that was trapping water. You know, we, there's just too many facts that are up in the right. air. Right. We suggested an infra- infrared scan, kind of like you were talking yesterday, Ken. Yeah. And yep. get, get a professional out there to track the water. That's what you have to do. I mean, it, it, you got to find out where that water's coming from. And Chuck, we get a lot of emails asking about mold. 
and mold kits and mold testing and that kind of stuff. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get back from break, okay? Yeah, you know what's funny? Um, you talk about molds and those types of things. There are specialized paints that expert and professional companies can use that can actually give your walls outside the house and inside the house resistance to mold growth and make them easier to clean so that you don't have any of that growth on the house anyway. And one of the companies we absolutely love, they're a family-owned company, great ethics, great work culture, great work, great warranty. It's MacFarland Painting. Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. And a big thank you to Michael Hull from Make-A-Wish, Michigan. And, of course, Tim Porcasi from Pro Home Improvement for making the connection with us. Great, great cause. That that walk next week, you mentioned the weather should be good. And yeah. and what that's, that's a neat venue to walk through. I agree. Hey, I got a question, Chuck. Why do so many people want to email us during the show instead of calling us at 888-654-GUYS, 888-654-4897. Give us a call for any and all of your housing needs. Well, you any, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I just going to say Dave uh, Rieger reminded us that people could text us to 0WJR if, if that was more convenient for them, if they're walking outside and don't want to you know deal with the uh, the, the wind and the weather, uh, they can send us a text, 0WJR. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So this is a time of year, Chuck, and we've got a lot of emails. We had an email just recently asking us if uh, where a homeowner could find a black mold test kit. <laughs> yeah. It's laughing? funny. Black mold. Well, the, the, the test kits, well, Everything's black mold, right? I mean, people hear mold, they got mold in their house, they automatically worry and think it's the worst kind, uh, stachybotrys, black mold, when most molds are black or green. And uh, when you get a kit for your house, if you, and you can find them at any hardware store, there's a very good chance that it's going to come back positive when you put that kit in your house because yeah. all houses have mold and mildew in them. When we first started, um, teaching classes to the real estate industry on the mold issue when that that famous uh, case it was with a major insurance company in a house in texas that they uh, actually ended up burning down because it had so much mold in it um it was discovered back then and i believe it's true that there's nowhere on earth you can go maybe the top of mount everest um, or maybe a clean room where they make microchips. I remember this. It wasn't a surgical center. It was a clean room where they make microchips that you might find to be mold-free. Okay. There you're... <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? That is, or a, a laboratory, obviously, they want to make mold-free. So if someone thinks that they have mold in their house, do they panic? Do they call a professional? Um, what should they do, Chuck? Well, let's 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 mimic your buddy from World of Concrete. You've got mold in your house. Everybody listening, you have mold in your house. I have mold in my house. Ken has mold in his house. You're not going to get rid of it. You know the chances of that are slim and none. So here's the thing: mold needs heat, light, food, and moisture. The only thing in the houses we build that we can deprive them of is moisture because the house itself is a food source. You're not going to block all your windows and deprive them of light, and you're not going to turn your furnace off and deprive yourself, much less the mold, of temperatures. <laughs> right, right. So all we can control, the only dynamic, the only variable there is moisture. So you got to make sure 
that you're not allowing pockets of excess moisture or humidity to think about it. Where do we most often see them? Moist places, laundry rooms and bathrooms, basements. That's where we have high humidity, high moisture. Everyone knows in, in the Midwest, the, mo- the, the mildew basement smell. <laughs> exactly. When they go down the basement, they know the mildew basement smell. And there's professionals that go downstairs right away and go, yep, you got water issues down here. They can tell just by, just by the smell. You know, it's funny. I told you um, back when we were building all-weather wood foundations, we built them the way you should build every foundation today with a uh, drainage layer surrounding it. So literally, you could walk down in that basement, take a deep breath through your nose, and not smell any mold or mildew. I would challenge people. I'd say, let's, let's all go downstairs. Okay, I want you all to close your mouth, take a deep breath in through your nose, and tell me what you don't smell. And people look at you like you're strange, right? Well, you are. Well, yeah. <laughs> presumption, yeah. But it was just amazing because you're, you know, you're in a below grade space. And like you said, we expect it. We grew That's up an organic it. foundation, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> and ironically, it is, except it's treated with stuff that nothing living can consume. You know, the wood foundations, nothing that we know that lives can eat that material, the salt-treated lumber. Right. Uh, and if you surround it with a drainage layer, which we tell, we told a guy yesterday that was putting fence posts in, put a drainage layer underneath it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, you keep the water moisture away, and you can just accomplish so many cool things. And, and what you have to do this time of year, especially is, you know, oh, I say this time of year, and the reason I'm saying is because we're getting so much humidity outside, yeah. and that, that affects the humidity inside the house. So walk around, walk around to any windows, look around the window frames. You know, if you got a, if you got a pressurized, uh, your house is pressurized and it's pushing out into those windows and that's where the mold's going to collect. If you have any mold right in those areas right there. So take a look at it and don't panic. Don't panic. You know, I mean, very, very few molds, Chuck, like we said, are the stocky mattress quote black mold, right? Yeah. Yeah, you said it earlier. I think the deadliest mold on Earth is actually a uh, iron color, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Really, really, um, extremely deadly, and I don't even know if we see it around here at all. Right. But uh, yeah, most molds, like you said, are black or a shade of black. And uh, yeah, don't panic is probably the best advice you can give people. Yeah. Now, one thing that we should probably tell people what after they get a roof, I think is probably good advice, Chuck. Within uh, one season, maybe uh, 12 months, go and poke your head up inside that attic because, look, people make mistakes. Even the best roofers make mistakes and either add a little bit too much ventilation or a little bit little bit, too little ventilation, and the results are mold. One of the reasons, Chuck, I've always said I don't panic a lot with mold in the attic is because we don't breathe that air in the attic. So that is a mold that uh, a professional can go after yeah. if, if you're having it. So that's... You don't want mold anywhere in your house, obviously. If you find it, you got, you want to get rid of it. But like you said, it's almost impossible, isn't that? It's funny. You you mentioned mold in the attic, and we, we still get listeners that want to install those big ceiling fans. Yeah. And the ceiling of that. their, uh, you know, the floor of the attic, if you will. And, man, there's just so many variables that can turn into negatives. Don't you wish that would never been invented? <laughs> I, I, for the sake of homeowners, see, yes. Yeah, and there are so many houses. I guarantee there are people listening right now. They're going, "What are you talking about? I got a fan on my on my ceiling." And basically, when those fans, when the fan blades stop, you can look right up into the attic, <laughs> and you don't want the air in your living space 
being sucked out your attic so easily. Is that fair to say? Uh, well, 24-7. So January, August, May. Yeah, there's just so many issues. What we suggested to this gentleman that emailed us this week was, hey, if you want one, don't dump the air into the attic. Direct vent it outside. That's step one. Well, you right. start looking into the cost of doing that, you're probably going to say, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> then you got to supply makeup air to those. Then you got to worry about the thermal breach in the ceiling. Uh, there's just some, you know what? We, we told him, seal your air ducts, have Amnesty come out there and put your money into your heating and cooling system. You'll be more comfortable and the house will be a better house. Hey, when we get back from break, let's talk about our Detroit News Homestyle uh, article that was in there this week. Hey, in the I meantime, like that. the secret sauce. What's in the secret sauce? Well, Rob and Max know exactly what's in their secret sauce. That's why they put a 15-year warranty. You, want, you have some ugly concrete. You want to make it look beautiful and safe. You want to call Motor City Floors and Coatings. Chuck and Ken, and we've got Dave back at the studios. God bless him for all that he's doing. Uh, I want to remind everybody, if you want to text us, which is something we normally haven't done, you can text us at 800-859-0WJR, 800-859-0WJR. Or you can give us a call right now if you want to as well, right? 888-654-4897. I like hey, that. bud. Yeah. The article this weekend in the Detroit News Homestyle section. I, I just love this this part here. Think about it. Indoor plumbing, whole house heating, radio, refrigeration, wall-to-wall carpeting, television, central air conditioning, microwave oven. We would have we would have lost a lot of money. Well, who knows? You know, if, if if you had water coming into your sump crack and your sump pump wasn't working, I mean there's just a bunch of things you can think about. Yeah. Scary stuff. Because that is the ultimate standby pump is a standby generator to make sure it doesn't go out isn't it the standby power for the yeah, pump exactly. exactly you are so 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 right you know you and i recommended to somebody just this morning that if you're gonna put extra money into being comfortable in your own home why not call someone like amnesty air duct cleaning and have them seal your air ducts you're gonna be breathing the air in your house anyway why don't you make sure it's healthy air you know when you see those Air, light beams coming, all those dust and those light beams through your windows. You don't want to breathe that. Call Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning today. Welcome back, eight, everybody. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Taking any and all your housing questions. I tell you, I drove most of the lower peninsula this past week, and I was really hard-pressed to find a road that didn't have orange barrels or orange cones on it. It's like, oh, my goodness. I can't imagine being a tourist coming into Michigan and just, yeah, I won't even say what I'm thinking. No, yeah. you know what? I, I told you I was in Ohio this week, and yeah, I, I hate saying this. I really do, but they got better roads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they really do. They got a lot of, lot of stuff better down there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get too much into that. But Boy, eight, before eight, long, eight, you'll guys. be having that that scarlet tattoo no, on your neck. No, you'll never you'll never see that. But you know what? To be honest, everyone that goes down seventy five, they go straight down. You know, they see Ohio, they see it as flat. Ohio is a beautiful state. If you get over there near oh. Cleveland and go down that uh, down the Hocking Hills area, Hocking Hills is. If no one's ever been to the Hocking Hills area of. Um, Ohio, they need to check it out. Absolutely beautiful. We did the Ohio River Valley, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. And I'm telling you, it, it just, 
it's a timeless experience. It's just so cool. That it's sounds beautiful. boring. <laughs> a, va- a valley? What, what did you see in the valley? Well, so you follow the river. You got all those old cities, all those old bridges. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's just really, really cool. It is. Hey, buddy, here's a question for you. Yeah. How many houses, how many basements, how many, I mean, I think at one point professionals were doing this. How many, how many basements do you think behind their finished wall, whether that wall be drywall or uh, a paneling, whatever it may be, have plastic, hung plastic up against the concrete? Because there, I think there were some professionals that did that at one time as well. Well, if you listened to the experts back when I got in the industry, they were telling us to put that plastic over the studs under your drywall up above. And I remember I literally, I'm not bragging about this, but I knew it was wrong. Well, you're a smart man. I would literally get an inspection. I mean, I'd put the plastic up, get an inspection before our drywall, and then I'd tear all the plastic off and get the drywall up. Because I just knew that was the wrong thing to do. Hold it. You're saying a jurisdiction. Yep. jurisdiction was telling you, you had to put plastic up against that before the you studs. Could. So they would do the studs, then do the bad insulation, then plastic. No. So what you do, or wait, I think you said that correctly. Yeah. So <laughs> You're not they, used to we that, have right? our wall cavity. They put the ins- bad insulation in, then make us put plastic on, then make us put drywall over that. Chuck, how does not anyone, especially an inspector go, that's not a, that's not a good idea. I mean, I mean Oh, even the plastic straight against the concrete is not a good idea. No. But to encapsulate an organic, because they don't put uh, now maybe that uh, base plate will be a treated, a treated lumber, but that's not treated back there. So they're no. encapsulating that lumber in a moist environment. Well, a potentially moist environment. I mean, think yeah, about it. All your outlets, switches all those penetrations you're going to have on those exterior walls where heat and moisture can get into the wall cavity. And we don't think about it. The moisture in January when the furnace is running inside the house is suspended in the air. You don't see it. But what happens is it goes into a crack in the wall and the temperature radically drops in that little four inches that your wall is. And that moisture will condense and freeze and it stays there. And then it becomes the situation you said, where you've got, uh, you know, moisture trapped in a wall cavity. And it doesn't have to be a lot of moisture. You just mentioned the crack. But if it happens year after year after year, it's just going to keep feeding that issue. And that's when we get those questions about mold kits and headaches and not feeling well when they go into a certain room or their house. We get those a lot. So basements, you know, you and I always suggest, I mean, the folks at Basements Plus suggest the same thing that you solve any active water or potentially active water situations in a basement before you finish it. Yeah. We would never put plastic against that wall. The one thing I would do and have done, I would, I would secure a uh, rigid foam against that wall. They make it, you can buy it that uh, literally has grooves on the back of the panel. And I would put those grooves up against my foundation wall. So if any water came in through the wall, and condensed, it could run down those grooves, and we would leave a little gap between the bottom of the foam and the top of the basement floor, maybe sure. three-quarters of an inch or so, so that water could dissipate, because that's what we want. We want the water to dissipate. Yep. Yeah. 
888-654-GUYS, 888-654-4897. And I want to remind everyone coming up at the bonus hour, noon to one, we're going to have Rhino Shield of Michigan and Mark Mercer talking about their fantastic product. That's a product that also, besides coating your house, helps to air seal your house from the outside. It's not a paint. It's a coating. If you remember, Chuck, the first time we met with Mark, he had a piece of paint, you know, a coating. I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's stretchable. I mean, it really is an amazing yeah. product. Yeah, it was an amazing. I remember that. Uh, and literally, yeah, a little piece you could that people could pick up from his table and walk away with, and and it became a piece of material you played with, and then you realize that's what they put on your house or your yeah. commercial building. Yeah, yeah, cool yeah. stuff. And that's coming up between the noon and one o'clock hour. I like that. Want to remind everybody at the Detroit Zoo uh, this coming Saturday, uh, the Walk for Wishes Michigan.org is having a, a free walk. You can park there free. You can walk free. Uh, so the weather's supposed to be good, according to Ken, meteorologist Ken Calverly. And uh, looking for looking for some good times out there. <laughs> hey, buddy, we had an email about a gentleman that all of a sudden had a sinkhole in his backyard that he had never had before. Yeah. And uh, we need to caution people, when you see sinkholes in your yard or anywhere near, don't take it lightly. Don't don't walk away from it. Um, get someone out there to take a look at it because it could be many things. But, Chuck, uh, I remember years ago walking in my front yard rather than Waterford, and it was a sinkhole. I literally didn't see it there. put my leg about halfway down it. And uh, I think it was from a critter at that point. But some of those sinkholes, you know, we, we – if you remember the ones on the east side a few years ago, those were literally where the dirt was being um, compromised and running out of the sewer line and out to the lake. So they would have a hole in the sewer, the main sewer line. The dirt would go into that, be washed out to the lake, and then all the earth above collapsed. And when that happens in your on, on your front walk, that could be part of the issue as well, where some of your dirt could be going away down your sewer line. So you need to get a professional out there. Actually, my advice would be to have a documented correspondence with the city and the county and go. the highway department because of what you just said. Yeah, we get emails and people go, you know, what should I fill it with? And we go, don't don't touch it. Don't touch it because there's likely a utility under there. It's got a breach in it. Yeah, and we can talk more about that when we come back. Gosh, I didn't realize. And we'll go to the phones. We got, buddy, we got our buddy Bruce on the phone. He's going he's gonna to get on and educate you a little bit, sounds like, buddy. <laughs> hey we're gonna make this next segment of the inside outside guys sponsored by bath of the day you want a beautiful new bathtub surround you want to call bath planet welcome back everybody we appreciate you being with us we love doing this for and with you i want to say hi to our florida contingent our listeners out in hollywood uh in la um but we are blessed with with people all over the, the country and, and, yeah. and a good local buddy of ours that's on the phone with us, right, Ken? Yes, sir. Let's talk to Bruce in Sterling Heights. How you doing, Bruce? I'm great, guys. How you doing? Good. I got We're up and took you... a breath like the greatest society man's ever known. Don't get any better than that. <laughs> I, God bless you. We live in great times, don't we? <laughs> Truly. Yes, we do. You know, I'm tearing out the wood walls in my basement, a poured basement, and the guy that did it, put up plastic before the stud walls. Yep. So he hung it from the from the the rafters, you know, up above. And he put it down on the floor and he actually put the base plate over the plastic at the bottom and then fastened the base plate 
and to tell you the truth, I'm taking this apart, and other than a little dirt, I'm not finding anything there, although I have had a couple of leaks. That's awesome. So it's um, a, the, that, that's a different setup, but I noticed in the new houses s- now, that I, I see all the poured basements, they're hanging some kind of a... Uh, insulation. Insulation on them, yeah. Yeah, they're hanging insulation on them. That, that happens to be uh, fiberglass bat sheathed in plastic. So functionally, right. you could argue that it serves as a vapor barrier, but they literally, like you said, are just hanging that. One thing he did right in your house was put that plastic underneath the bottom plate of the wall. Um, right. Our, our strategy is to um, keep that bottom plate off the concrete, you know, so, so you've got right. some kind of a capillary break there plastic serves that purpose uh uh, a pl 400 a construction adhesive can serve that purpose uh there's a variety of things you can do to do that so that's cool though that you have no sign why are you tearing it apart if you have no issues well the wood walls everybody is saying wood walls are out (laughs) and i've got a whole uh, rack of steel stud that i've been saving for years that i got off the job site when i was contracting so (laughs) I'm thinking, well, if you go to sell, you know, the, the building inspector is going to think that. And then actually when I look at it, did he do right? That's a vapor barrier behind there that he insulated also. But okay. what he did was he used foil insulation and he, he sliced all the way down with a Stanley knife or something. I can see he broke the vapor barrier there. So there's a vapor barrier in the back. So I don't know as my insulation was doing a great deal of good anyway. So. Well, it might have been preventing heat from going out of the basement. Right. Um, and, and you just may have a dry foundation system and, and moisture coming through those walls wasn't an issue for you. But boy, where it does wick through that concrete, it can be a huge oh, issue yeah. if you got plastic yeah. against and, that wall. And even if you do, even if a, a sump back, bump backs up or something, your drywall is going to get wet from the outside. So. Yeah, and, uh, right. you know, right. and that's going to transfer to the wood. So, yep. actually, I got lucky on that point too. I was going to panel, and we did half-inch drywall behind the paneling. Well, I found vinyl board, commercial vinyl board, and we put it up backwards. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. it did leak. I pulled the drywall down. It's all good. <laughs> so yeah. I pulled the quarter-inch paneling off it and look at the drywall, and wow, it didn't even <laughs> so get it where it was leaking. Bruce, you got nothing better to do. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't know. Maybe I listen too much. God <laughs> Should bless talk you. More. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Bruce, we appreciate your call, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, great show, guys. As always, take care. Always Please stay day. in touch with us, Bruce. Stay well. All right, let's talk to Denise and Troy. Good morning, Denise. You're on with the guys. Good morning, guys question for you. I have an exposed aggregate patio that has been clear-coated. The clear coat is peeling and it needs to come off. I've been told it needs to be sandblasted and then resealed. Who would I contact for that? Who told you it had to be sandblasted? The neighbor. Definitely doesn't need to be sandblasted. (laughs) The neighbor. So this is a front porch. Give me an idea what the dimensions are, please, of your front porch. Oh, it's not a front porch. It's a patio. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm 10 sorry. feet by 20 feet. Okay. All right. No, it says, yeah, it says here porch. But no, it basically what they need to come in is they need to come with a power washer and what's called a xylene or xylol, and they need to strip the existing sealer on it. Now, you're saying it's actually coming up in flakes? The stuff's flaking up? Yeah, it's like peeling. Yeah. 
that is, I have never, I've been in this industry my entire life. I've never heard of that happening. That's, that's just, you know what, wrong. if people put it on too heavy oh, or absolutely. a second coat too quickly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Um, give Joel a call at just ask home maintenance. My son, he'll come out there and he does this stuff all the time. Do you have a pen okay. handy? I two, do. Two, four, eight, five, three, five, one, seven, five, nine. Okay. So, wait, Thanks a lot. Would, you guys are great. I'm sorry. Thank you. Go ahead. No, that's okay. That's okay. I just want to tell you real quick. What he would do is come out and get it off of there. And then you still, because it's an exposed aggregate, you want a sealer on there. And he can put another coat of sealer on there correctly for you. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Denise. Thank, God bless thank you, guys. Denise. Alrighty. Thank bye -bye. you. I'm glad you used the word correctly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, go ahead. We talk about research and development yeah. on the job sites, Chuck. And there used to be a, a sealer out there that did, you know, I mean, it would it would it'd get more blotchy and you'd have little quarter side stuff pop up. If you seal something with this material back then and that concrete had any moisture in it whatsoever, yeah. that spot wasn't going to take. So then it would come up. Now they, with technologies, they've had such phenomenal technologies in this area the old days, they'd have a, a, a sealer, very thick. You'd roll it on, and it wasn't breathable. So what would happen is, you know, you got a concrete slab. There's going to get water in it. You can, unless you go down each side of that slab and somehow make sure waterproof it, you're going to get water underneath those slabs. And if it's not a breathable sealer, you're going to get yellowing. You're going to get a cloudy, ugly, ugly look, and then it has to come in and be stripped. So they've come out with a, and we, we refer to this product all the time, this um, Vexcon product. Yeah. And it's a water-based, breathable sealer with an anti-slip agent put in it. In my opinion, it's the best thing you can put on any concrete. You know, and, it's funny when you're talking about that. I always think of the old varnishes we used to put on picnic tables. Right. Same right. thing would happen. Right. Moisture would come up through the bottom, pop off that varnish. It would yellow. Yeah. We, we, we talk about that, you know, you're just making light bulbs go off here, buddy. Deck coatings. You know, deck yeah. coatings are great in some areas, but we don't like deck coatings because you coat the you coat the top and you coat maybe uh, a quarter inch on each edge of that board. Yeah. That moisture still gets up underneath that coating and it eventually peels it all. I have a good friend in North Carolina that used that on his deck. He has zero issues with it whatsoever. But here in the Midwest, you know, Chuck, we, we look at those, um, those HD... TV, TV shows out there, and what's so important for people to realize when they're watching those, and those are great shows, they are, but you really want to make sure what part of the country that they're doing their projects in, because if they're doing a very thin tile job in New Mexico, that's not an outdoor very thin tile job in New Mexico, that's not going to take in Michigan. I don't think tile belongs anywhere exterior in the state of Michigan. It's, I was thinking about your buddy in North Carolina. He's up on a hill or a mountain. Yeah. Is, is that, does that get a lot of uh, air movement? Oh, goodness. Is? Yes. Okay. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I was thinking actually in the Carolinas and the Hills, if you're in the valleys, that product may not hold up because you'll have so much, you know, moisture, humidity, fogs, morning dews. If anyone's ever been to Gatlinburg, you know, in, in the middle of summertime, the fog that, uh, that goes up, you know, every, almost every morning, you're right about that. But what they don't get is the cold weather that we get the freeze and the thaw, the thaw that we get. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. want you guys to stick around 
At the top of the hour, we're going to be talking to Mark Mercier from Rhino Shield and True Tech Coatings. Great company. You've heard, heard them on WJR for years, and you're going to get to know them a little bit better coming up between noon and 1. Yeah. I th thought it was interesting talking to Bruce. Um, God bless him. He's retired. He's got time to do what he's doing. Right. But replacing the, the uh, regular studs in his basement with metal studs, I wonder if he's got somebody to buy those wood studs from him. You know, there's probably a black market on, on good uh, good studs. What are you the, talking about? Well, the commodities market the way it is, Bruce. With, are you making any money on those? Well, I know. I, I really hope that Bruce didn't have a beautiful basement wall and just went, you know what? I want steel studs back there. <laughs> I think there, that's what he did. He said <laughs> the drywall. He said there was drywall on it, and it was in great shape. So bless his heart. That's how he's keeping busy and out of his wife's hair. I but metal studs, if you're going to finish your basement, metal studs are a great choice today. Yeah, if you haven't, yeah. if you haven't already finished the basement, they really are. You know, with all the, and with all the lumber prices and last year, it went up unbelievably, came back down, but now they're starting to go back up. We, Toward we, the end of June, I, I predict uh, first part of July, it'll start to taper off and then start to decline slowly. We hope so. We hope so. We don't want anything to slow down this economy, right? And building That's, is a big yep. part. You said this years ago, even here in the state of Michigan, we don't run on the auto industry. We run on housing in the state of Michigan. If, if That's why that last uh, recession was so terrible because it was centered around housing. Yeah. And, uh, we'd had, we'd had the, you know, the dot com. We had a lot of recessions in the past, but none hit as hard as the housing recession. Yeah, Dave just asked us a great question. What's your opinion on that flooring that you recommend for a finished basement? Oh, that's a good question. I like, uh, I don't like any kind of the uh, click togethers, you know, the floating floors for the basement. I like a tile. I really, I mean. You don't but, like the vinyl plank? No, not a basement. Not See, a basement. I do. Go ahead. Do you really? No, just for the, yeah. I don't want to take a chance. I don't want to take a chance of any moisture getting down there. I just, let's talk about that when we get back from break. Is that yeah, fair? absolutely. All right. All right. Hey, let's go ahead and make this next segment the inside outside, guys. This company you hear on WJR all the time and they're telling you how good their windows are their roofing their siding and they put the word guarantee out there constantly so if you want to get a guarantee from a good company we want you to call performance remodeling laughing and learning right partner you got it you got it over 80 years of combined housing experience we are your go-to housing guys during the week the inside outside guys.com the inside outside guys on facebook and we just put up that uh, article from last week news section on the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page. I apologize. I was late this week. From the Detroit News Home Style section, Friday. Yeah. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. Before we went to break, we're talking about the uh, the flooring, what some people call the, the click and place or the vinyl plank flooring. And you and I were talking over break. And and Dave, uh, Dave Rieger, you know, he doesn't like the product. He was told by some some flooring people, it's not good for basements. And that's what I was told. But you had a um, caveat to that, which I thought was pretty inter interesting. I mean, if, I knew, if I'm using an all vinyl product, I have no problems putting it over concrete. Yeah. Um, if I have something like you mentioned that's got partial organics in it, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put a wood floor down. So right. anything with organics in it, I'd stay away from. Um, people, we wrote an article, I don't know, maybe a month, six weeks ago, on cold floors and basements, you know, so you got to ask yourself, am I willing to have a cold, hard floor in my basement or do I want a warm, soft floor? 
And the thing I've seen in my time, you know, the, the nice carpets used to be natural fabrics. And if they got wet, they would support the growth of mold and they would rot and you had to tear them out. And it was an expensive process. Today, you can put, I mean, think about it. In Vegas, there's no grass. Right. It's all man-made carpet that right. looks like grass. And it gets rained on and it gets wet and it gets dew on it. You know, it gets, you know, it, that the man-made fabrics will withstand all kinds of stuff. You can put it on your porch in Michigan, a carpet. Right. Right. I'm agree. Yeah. So it's one of those things that, um, we just, you know, you examine, you know, what your specific needs, wants, desires are, because in that article that I referenced, the hardest surface in a house to keep warm is your basement floor. So if sure. you're finishing your basement, you really want to think about that. You know, I spend, if I, if I spend a day, it's been a long time, you know, working down in the basement all day, boy, my feet hurt by the end of the day. I don't care what I'm wearing on that hard floor. My feet hurt. Now we talk about Motor City Floors and Coatings. That's a company that can go in there and you set it on break. They can give you a beautiful new floor, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be a colder floor, right? Yeah. But once you put that down, you never have to worry about it. So you have to, you know, if you have a big family, so many people like you, Chuck, just you and your bride live in there now. So you have a finished yeah. basement that probably doesn't get any use whatsoever at this point, correct? You know what? That's our workout room. Um, oh, okay. So it is one of those things that she and I are down there. Uh, when our son's home, he'll be down there working out. Um, so I still really do appreciate the carpet because I get down on the floor for a lot of the routines that I do and that kind of thing. Um, but it's just, what you, I'll tell you what we used to do a lot of um, is we would do carpeted areas and we used to put dance floors, what, what we call dance floors in basements, uh, back when people would have parties and have, you know, friends over on a Friday night and serve up food and put on some music and they literally would dance. But those areas have also turned into a great place for a ping pong table you know, right. or a pool table or a foosball or whatever. Right, right, right. But you know what? That, it's like we're trying to tell people. So many people are working on their houses. So many people are are improving their houses. They're adding value to their houses. And we've always said the, the if you want to add living space and value, down is the best way to go, you know, as far as finishing your basement. But understand you don't want to spend all that money on your basement and then never use it. So make sure you know, you know, what your what your lifestyle are going to be. If you have a lot of kids, they're going to spend it down there, then yeah, definitely do something like that. Oh. Great space, great space for the sleepovers, you know, for, for young kids, the pull-out you couches, you know, that kind of stuff. There you go. Yeah, I mean, they could go down there, and if if things got even partially out of hand, it, it, it didn't matter quite as much, you know. And TVs are cheap today, so you can throw a big screen in the basement. You know, if, if Dave's going to have the guys over to see if he's going to make his parlay on a Saturday, you know, that's, a, <laughs> that's a great space for that, you know. No, you're absolutely uh, right. I, I just, it's kind of like our conversation with Bruce. You just got to know a few things about it and design and build accordingly. You're right. I want to remind people in just a few minutes, stick around between the noon and one hour, we're going to be talking to Mark Mears here from Rhino Shield. And, and I got to tell you, people, you hear Rhino Shield, Cheryl and Mark all the time on the WJR airwaves during the day. Great couple. The, the couple that you hear, that joke, that, that's who they are. They're, they're true just good people and they're the kind of company you want to do business with. Good family organization. You know, we also mentioned yesterday that Basements Plus is having open interviews for several different job positions 
on May 14th. So if you're thinking you might want to get involved with a great company and a great career, and, and they're looking for everything from floor installers to carpenters to uh, uh, waterproofing crews to uh, permit coordinators, they're looking for all kinds of career positions. And they're, they're a very unique company because usually what you get is you get basement or foundation repair companies, waterproofing companies, and then you get basement finishing companies. Good point. And the basements plus said, you know what, we're going to do both. You mentioned it earlier in the show. If you're going to finish your basement, you want to make sure there's no signs of moisture whatsoever. And basement plus, they know all the tricks. I mean, they've been in thousands of basements. They've dried out and repaired thousands of basements. And if they're going to put a you know, multi, multi thousands of dollars finished basement in there. They know what's on them to make sure that basement is dry first. And I tell you, I trust them a lot. Good company. Well, again, they're hiring. They're looking for more people. Right. Yeah. So yeah, keep in mind May 14th and you can contact them at their website. You can find their information 